live here at Taz Business Center small conference room. <laughs> um, we have a very special guest today. Um, but first, I'd like to introduce my co-host and sissy. <laughs> you did that. <laughs> Hi, it's Arnella. What's up, guys? That's that's my sister. We came from the same womb. Speaking okay, of wombs, it's like <laughs> speaking of wombs, the 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 woman that brought us into this earth is here. Amira Zukic, VP of Tash Tracking Inc. <laughs> VP, aka President of my dad. She's the boss's boss. Thank you for joining us today, Mom. I know you got a busy schedule and. Um, you know, you got a lot. Finally, after five days rescheduling, we are fine. Yeah, this is literally the third, the third She's time. She's a hard lady to to nail down. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get a lasso. And <laughs> we have another meeting in ten minutes. Yeah, literally in ten minutes. <laughs> Let's do this this quick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll try to make it quick, and if nothing, we can we can always come back for another recording. And um, to give a little bit of background, we talked to my mom, Amira, in the first two episodes, and she gives a real in-depth history of kind of her life and really the story of starting Taz Trucking. So if you guys want more information on that, you can go back to the first two episodes. The first four episodes, actually. Oh, it was sorry. four first, parts. First four yeah, cause we, cause we, yeah, because we filmed on two different occasions, but it was split into four parts because it was so long. Let's just jump into it, Mom. Um, Tell us a little bit about what you do on a day-to-day -day basis here at Taz Trucking and what your what your uh, job description entails, you know, besides everything. Everything, yeah. <laughs> Try to be I, a little specific. I do everything everybody's asking me to do, actually. <laughs> That's literally what it is. When you're when you're when you're kind of higher up. Um, you kind of just try to make sure that everybody else is in a position to do their jobs well, right? And more specifically, everyone except the dispatch reports to you. Yes. HR. HR. Controller, accounting. General manager. So yeah. what? tell us a little bit about what your like normal day looks like. My regular day is, uh, of course, wake up, drinking coffee, uh, sometimes going to the gym, and then uh, come here uh, doing a lot of things that are uh, – actually like answering questions that people need to uh, know answering emails yeah you know you know when a mirror shows up to the office because you'll just get six emails with 12 different questions at once <laughs> why was this not done where is this who did this and i'm just like hold on one at a time please she's here she's here <laughs> yeah like she's here everybody tighten up <laughs> yes when, uh, when emails start to pop up from me they know i'm here and mm -hmm. they better like uh buckle up <laughs> A lot of a lot of questions, a lot of meetings, a lot of emails, phone calls. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So you're kind of the Taz is kind of the the um, how do I say it? the face of the company, and you're kind of behind the scenes, making sure everything's everything's intact and functioning properly. Well oiled machine, if you will. I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so. Obviously, you guys started out, you know, with one truck. We actually still have it back there um, at the back of the lot. Taz's red truck. What, what was the truck? Was it 2004? It was 2004, wasn't it? Because that's the year you started. Think, I think 2000. Oh, truck 2000, yes. 2000. And now we're at what? No, that truck is actually... Uh, no, I'm not... I think the unit number was 2004 because that's the year you all started. Unit number was 2006. I know that for sure, 100%. But I'm not sure about year. 
I think year uh, year two thousand. Uh, yeah. Okay, see that makes sense. Yes. But you know, you guys obviously started out with one truck way back in the day, and now we're up to you know one hundred and twenty trucks. So. Um, you, you obviously know what you're doing <laughs> to some extent. Um, but what was, um, what, what was the biggest difference between now, um, you know, running a trucking company versus when you guys had, you know, two trucks back in 2004 in terms of, I don't want to say in terms of the industry, but just as an owner, what was the biggest difference? Everything is different now when I compare it to when we just started. Um, I remember when Taz brought his truck, when he bought that red truck, and he bought it home. He literally brought it home into the neighborhood, and I got out, and, and I, uh, like, asked him, where's second half of the truck? Because <laughs> <laughs> it just came with the truck, no trailer. Yes, no trailer. <laughs> he said, oh, that trailer comes separately. You, we have to buy that <laughs> next time. <laughs> that's, that's all we could afford it with the money that we had. Which and is crazy to think that you're starting a company and you didn't know that. Yes, <laughs> you didn't yes. know that the trailer comes separately. Yes, yes. A lot of things. We learned a lot along the way. And uh, I would say things changed starting with, the, uh, for example, back in the days, every time I, when I like uh, uh, dispatched a driver, I had to give him address oh, yeah. and then give him directions. Oh, yeah. Give the driver's directions. MapQuest. Yes, MapQuest. Yes. <laughs> and I remember once I didn't know what service road is. And it said, like, on the direction said service road. I, I didn't have a clue what service road is. It's just like a dirt road, right? No, it's like a road that uh, runs parallel. But, the, for example, service road is road that runs next to all the stores on Scottsville Road. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh I see what a you're road saying. road parallel to the... To the main yes. road, right, right, yes. right. And it's tiny. Yes, and I, I couldn't I couldn't picture that. And I called here to ask him, hey, what service road is? And he explained it to me. Sometimes those roads have different name than main road. Right. Yeah. So you had to kind of like figure it out along the way yes. while also trying yes. to tell your driver where to go. Yes. That sounds yeah. miserable. Yes. <laughs> giving giving directions was very, very time consuming. Especially, and it was like a big part of your job. Yes. Giving directions all the time. And the drivers cannot like. No GPS. No GPS. A lot, of, a lot of, uh, what is the name of the big book? Encyclopedia. No. Or no, the Atlas. 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 Yeah. I said Atlas. Every, every driver <laughs> went through like at least one Atlas in a year. Like it would get very old, like through like flipping. I remember, I remember Taz's. Yes. When you rode with him in the uh -huh, truck. Uh -huh. Yes. Yes. Way yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Way back in so the day. Crazy. A lot of things changed starting with that. When did, when did a uh, GPS really start becoming prevalent? Like what year? Well, I think there was a GPS. It like it didn't work for trucks because there's so many roads. Oh, that right, trucks can't right, go right, on. right, 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 so right. That's right. why they relied so heavily on directions. Yes. I even remember back then, like you would call. I don't even know how I remember this. You would call, and one of the buttons would be like press. Press four for our directions, and it will be like somebody telling you how to get right, right, to like right. the warehouse or oh, like the yes. shipper. There's still places that have that. That's like press blank for directions. Like I know, I know some places here in town that still have that on there. Yeah, we could use it here for, for all locations. It's yeah, a good show on the map. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
This is a PSA to Google to please put Taz Court on your maps in Bowling Green. It, yes. would, it would greatly help us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, going back to almost 20 years ago, what, what do you think was your biggest difficulty in starting your company? Uh, my my biggest problem was that I uh, my husband I was on the road and I was at home with two kids. That was Sorry. the most most challenging <laughs> part for me. I would like start my day, turn off computer at five thirty, like turn on computer, make coffee, and then had to go back to wake up my kids, like try to search for loads, start uh, the all the. Um, load board see if there's anything on there and then go back and like wake up kids get them ready for school and like put kids send kids to school and then go back to computer like continue searching for i remember i would always be so jealous of the kids that whose parents drove them to school because they could show up like 30 minutes later but you know now i realize that it paid off. It paid off. Yeah, yeah riding definitely. the bus every day. Yeah, That's riding great. the bus every yeah, day at yes. 6.45 a.m. It builds character. It builds character, definitely. How, how long How long were you literally doing, like, every single part of, like, the process of the business besides, obviously, driving? Dad was driving. But how long before you, like, actually hired someone to help? I remember it was our cousin was the yes. first one you hired. yeah. yeah. He. Uh, That's when I was in like fourth grade. We, Fifth grade. Yeah, we we started out of our uh, three bedroom room. The, our business originally started, and I the or my computer was located in Erden's room. We realized like Erden is getting bigger. We need to mean we need to move computer out of his room. That's when we decided to buy a new house, and when we uh, searched for the house, we searched literally like for at least two extra bedrooms that we could like uh, locate, like put offices into extra bedrooms. And that's actually where we got five, five bedroom uh, house, two rooms for offices, and then three rooms for us, two for kids and one for us. Uh, working out of home, it wasn't really convenient to hire what, anybody. What year was that? 2006. That's so you hired as soon as you moved? I think I hired somebody next year. I remember because um, it was our cousin. And I think that was, I think it was at the end of fourth grade going into fifth grade year. I had, I, you signed me up for like some, um, like science camp or something. And yes. he, he was the one that would always come and pick me up at the end of the day. Yeah, <laughs> possible. 2006 in September, we moved to the new house. And I think next year, uh, maybe 2007, maybe April, May, that's when we hired our cousin to help me because it wasn't really convenient to hire anybody, like bring them right. to your house to work for you. Right, right. You kind like of... Two small kids and... Right, you kind of... Ha- it kind of has to be family yes, at that yes, point to where yes. it's not really like... Like there's 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 boundaries, you know what I mean, with somebody you don't know, but if it's yes, family, you yes. can kind of... And then second person that we hired was like friend of our cousin's friend. He knew him and we, we also hired him in house. Like and how many trucks did you have when you hired that first person? I had, I think, 10 trucks. 10 trucks. Mm-hmm. So you were you were managing the business like by yourself up until the 10 trucks. Yes. And then. 10 yes. trucks doing fuel taxes, IFTA, dispatching. Yes. Accounting. Accounting. Yeah. Paying all the, all the drivers. Permits. 
compliance, safety, yes, all of the above. Yeah, and Jesus. we had crazy to think about. Yes, yes, yes. What do you think was the biggest mistake that you made in starting? I guess not even starting, but throughout. No, I guess what was the biggest mistake that you think you've made starting your business? I don't think I made very many mistakes. Yeah, she's perfect. She's never made a mistake. <laughs> I had we had challenges. I have to say that. I have to say that. But like I we we I, I really cannot remember making big mistakes. I mean, not big, but something that you would consider like looking back on it now, like you wouldn't make that same decision. I would. I was trying to not to help. Like I was trying to. Every that I seen everybody like you try to save everybody. Yes, to mm-hmm. help everybody as mm-hmm. much as I could. And nowadays I realize some people cannot be helped. Yeah, you can't help somebody that can't help themselves. Yes, kind of yes. Yeah. I think that was that was really really hard in the beginning. Like I wanted people to do good, and at the end of the day, it's just not possible. Yeah, yeah. You can lead a horse to water, you can't force it to drink. Yes, just like that. <laughs> I think more recently. Uh, I think five, six, seven years ago, uh, we paid IFTA. We paid IFTA, and somehow the girl, a girl, was working for me at that time. She, we didn't check if the payment went through, and then in like the uh, USD number was. Uh, oh, our authority was shut down. Yes, authority was shut down, and all trucks that were going through the scale were like stopped. It's, you don't have a 30 to run stop right there don't move and we had to send Taz like uh, Taz had to drive to Frankfurt didn't yes, he yes same like minute just got in the car get checked and go pay pay for it immediately yeah we're losing money by the second yes and it, how it many was, trucks how many trucks had to sit while he while he drove up to Franklin I would say 80 I mean I, I I don't know exactly how many were stopped but at that time we probably like were operating 80 80 trucks <laughs> 80 yeah. trucks that don't have the authority to yes. drive that's yes. crazy yes for some reason payment didn't go through I don't know what happened computer glitch I think I think it's just she didn't click like on the last didn't click. submit yes yeah. it yes. happens it happens and she was she was she had nightmares about that later on it happens. Yeah. We're all humans. We make mistakes, but yes. that was just a rather big mistake. Yes, that's that's we, hilarious. We, every time we submit, uh, if the triple returns, check, yes, <laughs> we have somebody who ch- makes sure the payment went through. Okay, good. every single quarter. Well, that's good. We're never gonna we're never gonna have that happen ever again. But yeah, I knew there was a juicier one yes. in there somewhere. Yes, yes, <laughs> it was it was very scary. Well, now let's talk about some hot topics that are um, kind of trending in the trucking industry. Um, I know we talked about this a little bit before, but what do you think about um, company drivers versus lease to purchase? Yeah, yeah. Like what? Like as a, as a driver, what do you think? What What would you suggest to somebody that just got their CDL? Would you suggest them to go the lease to purchase route, or do, would you suggest for them to sign on as a company driver somewhere else? I know everybody wants to be. A lot of people want want to be their own bosses and want to own their own business and be their own to be in control but uh before anybody before they decide to be their own uh 
to buy their own truck. They need to uh, get experience in this business. Mm. Get and like know the business. Mm-hmm. And so for those people that do have experience and they've been like a truck driver for like 10 years... <laughs> And they're thinking about a lease to purchase. What do you think? Especially in this climate right now that we're yeah. in. I would say getting somebody else's truck if I was if I was them. Say uh, that again. I would say getting somebody else's truck and drive for them Company until, these, yeah, until, I agree. until yes. these rates come up. Because I agree. Yeah, right now. Fuel's going up and rates are going down. Yes, which is not good. But everything is uh, supply and demand. There's nothing we can do about it. Right, right. It'll, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll level itself out. Hopefully. I, I would like to suggest anybody that is deciding to buy their own truck, Get to know industry, get to know business. Find a company you trust. Yes, find a company you trust and buy new truck. Mm-hmm. And then uh, like uh, get familiar with the bank. Don't just like get the loan from anybody mm. for any like uh, any rate, any interest rate. That, yeah, that's, you need to get lots of quotes. Yes, yes. And then if if they can, they should they should save money for a, like down payment for the truck that brings the rate, like the uh, payment Interest. down. Yeah. Payment down that, that helps, that helps a lot. And also one big mistake that I see with the uh, drivers that own, that are owners, they own their own truck. They, uh, as soon as they make a good check, they stop driving. Mm. They, they stay home, mm. but that, uh, that There's like no real motivation to like get back. On the yes, road. yes, and uh, I can see like when a driver signs up to uh, to company, their ex- expenses don't stop. Even if the driver does not go on the road, the expenses right. are insurance. Like, yes, insurance and all that other stuff, all the permits, everything else. And if they are don't have luck with their truck, and the truck needs to be in the shop in the shop that makes it even worse right right yeah. and and just to just to not to copycat but just to backpack off of that i would say for those who who can't afford to buy a brand new truck i would just 100% recommend that you have some sort of warranty with it um if it's a used truck whether it yes. be you know 200 100,000 miles something that'll protect yeah. you for that first yes. first year in case you know they were the 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 dealer or whoever sold it to you was trying to pull a fast one on you yeah and buying buying brand new truck even buying brand new truck doesn't mean you are not going to have breakdowns yeah we we bought plenty of brand new new trucks that bought with the, that 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 broke within a month yeah yeah and that's yes. what I, and that's what i'm saying where that warranty is so crucial because if you buy it as is they're just going to be like sorry man you bought it like you signed the check take it it's your problem now but if you have yes. that you know yes. month yes year six month whatever it is warranty then that'll <clears throat> definitely save your butt down the road that'll definitely save your butt down the road yes. but i would say buy a freightliner Yes. recommended yes um and then also going back to a little bit of what you said about the um the economy and how it is now um we talked a little bit about the government interference in the trucking industry last episode um what do you think the answer is to the plummeting rates that are happening? And is there anything that the government 
should do or something that they have done that needs to be stopped? I really, I really think that there's nothing that that government can do for rates going down. That's supply and demand rule, and I don't think anybody can do that. I so you're just, saying there's too many trucks? I just, I would suggest don't take cheap loads. Don't just, don't just do the load to to keep your truck rolling. There has to be a limit. Yeah, there has to be a point out where you're yes. like, all right, I'm not crossing that line. Rate per mile, like limit and use, like realize this is it. I can't go any lower. I'm so sorry. I have to have this kind of money. Right. You have to, you have to know for yourself at what point your business is profitable and at which point you can go to before it, you know, yeah. destroys your margins. Yeah. Every year when we renew all the different types of insurance, nobody cares. Nobody cares about uh, loads going down. <laughs> they care about accidents. Yes, yes. They care about and accidents they and safety scores. Don't have accidents. They they find a reason to increase the rates on us. They say there's a lot of there are a lot of losses in the industry and the. Pretty much, you are like paying for everybody. Yeah, else's. and you can't. You're you're literally at their mercy with these insurance companies because you can't operate a business without one. Literally, not just a trucking company. You can't. You know, you can't own any kind of business without insurance. No. Literally, like we have, like let's just list it off right now. All the different kind of insurances we have here at Tash Trucking. We have first of all, we have cargo, and then we have auto liability, and then we have general liability, and then we have truck, and then we have trailer. That's just for our operations, not including you have business. yeah business. You have workers comp, you have um, OCAC. What is it? OCAC. OCAC. You have um, what is um, um, disability, long term disability. You have short term disability. You have shop insurance that we have to have to keep our mechanics safe. General business. Is that general business? No, no, no. no. I'm saying in addition to that, general. Yeah, business. like the umbrella coverage. That's ten right there. And then including that, we have our warehouse, which is 11. What else? We have uh, garage keepers. <laughs> garage keepers. Garage keepers for all the trucks that stay overnight in garage. Oh, yeah, in case something yeah. happened and they burned down or something. That's 12 different types of insurances right there, just that, that we could come sick. up. You, you missed this one. We have property. Property, property. 13. Yeah, we have uh, also what is the called garage liability. That's that's what I was saying, the shop. Is that one? That's Yeah. Okay, so we're at 13 different types of insurances that we have just to stay in health, business. Health, did you say health? No, you didn't. Oh, yeah, all of our health, vision, dental. Yes. Oh, like 16 now. Yes, and the yeah. most expensive one is auto liability. Out of everything. Yes, yes. It's That's nuts. Wow. That's nuts. 13 different kinds of insurance, which is, which is like so crazy because like, all of that is afforded within our margins. Well, I don't want to say within our margins, but all of that comes out of our operating expenses or out of our operating revenue. In addition to the plummeting rates that are happening now in the trucking industry, we also have um, the lovely trucker, truck driver shortages on top of that. Um, and what do you think has been like a main thing that you guys have really focused on when it comes to retention? As knows, like he's, we are, uh, we are trying to invest, we are investing actually in our driver's well-being. 
saying that comfort everything yes uh, saying that we are we are just trying to uh, our drivers are not just a number for us mm -hmm. we are we know them we know their family we know their name and we are also trying to help to feel them comfortable when they come to our uh, to Taz's yard we invested into uh, laundry machines into nice showers even a fitness room yeah. that our drivers can use when they're here. And also having shop, repair shop, and uh, truck wash bay helps a lot. Yeah. yeah, feel good, look good, feel good, drive good. Yes. All of that. Yeah, yes. 100%. Yes. There's nothing, there's nothing better than, you know, I mean, obviously I drive a car, but <laughs> there's nothing better than, you know, driving a shiny new car down the road and, you know, just being like, wow, she's shining today. I can't imagine what it's like when you literally like when you're when you live inside this truck and trailer and then you and then you, you know, you've been driving around for a while and it's all dirty and then you finally get it like nice and detailed and it's all clean. I bet that's just like it's gotta be so satisfying. Yeah. It's gotta be so satisfying. Especially if you're out for like two weeks at a time, go to like Wyoming in the snow and like your 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 truck and trailer gets caked up in all the salt and then you get back here and you get a nice hot bath, nice hot shower. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, for you and your truck. For you and your truck, right? If you are a truck driver. Like, what are the things that you would be looking for in a company um, when you're looking for a job and applying at places? Like, what are what are some things that you would definitely want to one hundred percent make sure that that is had at that company? And what would you want to, you know? The first thing, of course, everybody looks in a company to get a brand new truck, mm. and I would probably would look for that too. Uh, like nothing is better than a shiny, pretty brand new truck <laughs> with everything brand new in it. Smell right. uh, with very good, like like with the, everything that you need in it with fridge, APU, uh, APU place for microwave. Yes, and uh, um, shiny, pretty, clean. Doesn't smell like cigarettes. Doesn't yes. smell like dogs. Yes, yes, and. Uh, and I literally would look for the company that is that is growing. Mm -hmm. That's very good sign that company is stable. And uh, third and very important thing that I would look in a trucking company is that they have a repair shop mm. and truck wash on the side, which we have here at Tash Trucking. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Shameless plug. What do you think is one of the most important things to look for? I would think also, um, you know, not to not to brag on Taz all that much, but I would want to make sure that there's 24-7 support. Um, you know, you know, if, if, if I'm, you know, down on Christmas Eve somewhere in Wyoming, I want to be able to talk to somebody that can at least, you know, try to help me out. You know, if I have to spend the night there, I have to spend the night there. But if you have to, you know, kind of wait until the morning just to talk to somebody that's, that's gotta be, you know, not only scary being out there in the middle of nowhere, but also, you know, you gotta feel kind of lonely and, and helpless um but you know at taz we have 24 7 support we have outsourced our um customer service so at all times 365 days and 366 days on leap years um you'll always have somebody to talk to when you're 
a task driver. And another thing is obviously pay because um, you get all these companies that promise, you know, if you're driving down the road, you see a sign that says $3,500 a week guaranteed on the back of a truck. You're just like, all right. Run away. <laughs> 100%, right? They're not being honest. Yeah. Like and there's- I think um, another big thing, which is not just trucking, which is really any industry, but I think especially trucking because it can kind of be a toxic industry is figure out how the work environment is within your company. Um, I think talking to people who already work there and like asking right. for their honest opinion really kind of shows you what what you're going up against. And there's a there's a good um, um, review service. I think it's called Glassdoor oh, yeah. um, online and it shows you like like honest employee reviews of what it's like to work at a place. And, and I think that's definitely a good, um, a good suggestion for people that are looking for jobs. Just go to, you know, glassdoor.com and they'll, they'll hook you up and let you know. Tip. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. One more thing I would, I would, I forgot. And I would like really to mention is, uh, a driver's, Drivers to uh, dispatcher ratio. Oh, yes. Yes. If you got one dispatcher looking after 30 trucks, it's yes. hectic. Yes. It's confusing. Yes. You want, your dispatcher is just not being able to enter your calls when you are when you need him. When you, for example. Right, because there's 20 other trucks. Yeah, it's physically yes. impossible. Physically impossible. Yes. The, I, I know bigger companies have like 30 or more drivers per one dispatcher. And my my uh, husband had one of those when he when he was truck driver, and he had his dispatcher yes. had thirty other trucks yes. to worry about. Yes. I can't imagine being that kind of dispatcher. Yes. And he said he wasn't able to get to get hold of him like barely ever. Yeah, it's like where do I go next? And you have to wait on hold, and yes. your clock is running. You're losing miles. You're losing money yes. by the minute. Yeah, yes. I can't imagine. That's it's, it's got to be frustrating because you being able to drive as a truck driver is what gets you paid. And then, you know, you're not even, you're not even told wh- where to go next and you just have to sit yeah. there and wait Yes, just and because th- your dispatcher can't answer the phone. Yes. Yes. Uh, what else I want to mention? I really, really would like to say, uh, make sure that company uses, uh, software to mm. run their miles. Right. It's not Google. Right. They are not like paying you for like load Bowling Green Buffalo this this week like five hundred seventy miles and next week is suddenly five hundred forty miles. If they use trucking software, mm-hmm. that's there are very small chance that somebody can like get in there and change your miles. Right, 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 right. Because it's it's consistent week to week instead of, yeah, if you run it in Google Maps, it literally changes week to week depending on, you know, traffic, what whatnot. But yeah, you're right. Definitely make sure that yes. that yes. the organizational software within the system yes. is is yeah. I understand that the that, that smaller smaller businesses cannot like that's very costly and small a lot of like trucking companies that are just starters cannot afford that but that 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 helps a lot 100%. your mouse to be steady Consistent. nobody nobody's like cutting your mouse 10 to 20 percent week right weekly right what would you say to someone who's not a driver just somebody who's wanting to get into the trucking industry from like an administrative standpoint like an accounting or safety what um what advice would you have for them 
that want to get into trucking business. Yeah, like yes. the industry, not just a driver. From an office, like administrative standpoint, not not truck drivers. I would like to say like very, very important, do everything by the book. Don't do wrong things just because everybody else is doing it. Right. If something is wrong, it doesn't matter how many people are doing that. Right. Keep, keep, invest your time and energy into growth. And doing it the right way. Yes, the right way. Don't invest your time and energy into something like to cover up. If you're doing something wrong and you have to cover cover that up, right? You just you 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 told me this when we were coming up, and it was always like never lie to a broker. Like even if you have to be a hundred percent completely honest with him that you know the truck yes. broke down and exploded somewhere, like be honest with them because they will remember that and they'll be honest with you yes, in turn. But yes. you know, in this in this industry, it is a little shady, and there's a lot of people that would rather lie than than tell the truth. But you know, whenever whenever you do lie, it does always end up coming out. Yes, and you invest you invest your time and energy into like resolving problems. You don't have constantly to think like, oh, what's next? What, right. I have to come up with another excuse right. or lie. Right, right, right. If you tell the truth, you just tell the truth. There's nothing that you have to think about. Yes, yes. And on the flip side of the question about the drivers, what, what should drivers look for in a company? What do you think is a, a really big red flag for a driver when he's talking to a new company that he's thinking about joining. Can I, can I interject? Yeah. Um, I would say a big red flag is company drivers that are paid as 1099 employees because yes. that, because they're, they're, they're saying, they're saying you're going to get 80 cents per mile and they're paying you 10, 1099. But at the end of the day, you're not getting that full 80 cents per mile because it's going to get taken out by taxes. It really ends up being less than than what companies that pay you at W-2 offer. But go ahead, mom. Sorry. Yeah, that's that's one thing I would, I wanted to say. Paying a company driver 1099 is not the right way to do it. Mm. You are your employee. You are not contractor. Contractors uh, do their own uh are on their own time, mm-hmm. on their own schedule. And you as the drivers, company drivers are not on their own, ske- own schedule. Right. They have to uh, they have to listen to the dispatcher and do work on their schedule. That's like number one rule when somebody audits the company and they come and ask like how oh, is this is this company driver or is this uh, uh, owner operator or independent contractor? Independent contractors uh, pay out of their check uh, repairs, gas. Tires. Yeah. Insurance. Yes, everything. everything. But the company drivers don't pay anything. They just get, if they pay anything out out of their pocket, they should be reimbursed. 100%. Yes. And that, that, that rule, that's also applied. You are not independent contractor. You are company driver in that case. Right, right. And then, you know, when, when the IRS comes and they do that audit, that could end up falling back on, you know, the, the employees where they, you know, end up having to pay a fine or a penalty or something along that just because they were 
you know, listening to their company and doing what they were told. But yeah, I would definitely say for all, all drivers that are out there, um, if something is too good to be true, it usually is. Speaking of big red flags, um, how do we feel about like the whole after treatment systems and the EPA and that system is created to help us clean environment and keep our planet cleaner. They're very, very costly. Mm. Starting with the cleaning filters mm. and all the extra fuel that you have to put in the truck. Def, yeah. Yes. They're like I said, they're very, 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 very expensive. But at the same time, uh there's also they literally like they're added to all the other parts that a truck needs to have uh-huh. to be running. They're, that's like additional. They're just added there. And if they're added, they can be like taking. Uh-huh. They can be taken out. Right. And there are people that do that. If you get in a truck and it's supposed to have freaking after treatment in it as a driver and you see it got a delete kit, like you just got to... You just got to get out of there as fast as possible because if they're cutting corners when it comes to illegal stuff like that, just think about all the corners that'll get cut when it comes to paying you or keeping your books or any of that stuff. And now for some trucking news. I recently saw that there are several states that are pursuing um, changes to their trucking laws to where the truckers won't be able to use the left lane they'll only be allowed to stay in the right lane for some it isn't very like as strict as that but some of some of it is where it's like multiple lanes the truckers can only stay in the right lane for other states it's like if there's multiple lanes they just can't use like the very far left lane i just wanted to see what what you all thought about that i i think that's not safe you don't think it's safe to keep them in one lane Yes. Why? If you have a very slow truck in front of you and there is like truck behind it that can r- run faster, you, you're just creating backup. Yeah. Backup, long backup. Right. And especially if there's like a truck that's hauling something super heavy and like has to go slow, like an oversized load. Yes. Like that, that's just going to cause yes. everybody behind it. It'll cause delays. It'll cost the yeah. economy money. But also at the same time, I think like there should be like a different highway for trucks. Like I don't think trucks belong on the same road as cars. Yes. Like just in terms of I think that Texas has a truck truck highway. Truck highway? Yes. Yeah, and it makes sense I because it's not like it's it not makes, economically feasible. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I agree with it's that. It's not practical, but it's I not understand. Practical. But I think a lot of the the trucking like the crashes and horrible the things stigma that, the things that happen a lot of it is due to the cars, cars yeah. car safety i mean when you think about it truck drivers are professional drivers like yes they are the ones that are the most responsible on the road so um i think something like this is really dangerous those it, damn four-wheelers <laughs> it, 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 us yes it like jeopardizes I think car safety right. and it really like creates a safety risk for everybody involved, especially like she mom said about you get behind a slow truck. Like some people aren't going to sit, stand sit yeah, there they're get, behind somebody that's going 50 right, impatient. and a 70. Um, and then they're still going to go around it and somebody's not going to expect it. And it just, it could lead to really 
really bad results. But yeah, I think that if they're obviously, like I said, it's not very practical or economically feasible, but I think it would cause, it would solve so many issues. It would, first of all, it would help with traffic. Second of all, it would help with safety. Yeah. If there was completely different highway system for trucks, I'm talking about an entirely different highway system, not just like its own lane next to it. I'm talking about completely different, but obviously that'd be literally trillions of dollars. but speaking of trillions of dollars, how I about think, the twelve trillion dollars? I think that's dollars? gonna that's, that might be possible in three thirty years with the uh, with drivers, with hey, trucks without drivers. We could probably pay for uh, it with the money the Pentagon displays. Yeah. Then misplaced. at that point, it's it's like a railroad system. Like it's not even like trucks. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I, I feel like when we get to that point, it'll all be electric. And yes. Speaking of electric cars. Oh yeah. Why don't we pivot right into that? Yeah. So that's been a hot topic in trucking for I mean the past like several years. Just as it has been. Um, in, sign me up. <laughs> in the electric car um, talk, but I I personally cannot see a world. No. Where no electric shot. car? I'm sorry. Electric trucks are on the car are on the road. The thing is with that is that when. When trucks go electric, everything's going to go electric. Every single piece of equipment that operates using a diesel engine will go to electric because that means that it costs less money to operate that electric engine than it does a diesel engine. And right now for trucks, boats, um, trains, generators, whatever it is, it's cheaper to have diesel because we have more of it on hand. And, you know, with electric, it still takes energy. Like it takes whatever it is, a coal plant down the road or a hydroelectric plant or something else to be able to charge that battery. So right now I'd say it's cheaper for diesel, but at some point we're going to advance technologically to where it'll be cheaper for electricity to be generated than it is for diesel to be burned or mined and then burned. So I think at some point, maybe 50, 30, 40, 50 years, it'll, it'll be like a big switch and everything at once will go electric. But I can't see that, you know, within the next, whatever, 20 years. I always, the first thing that comes to my mind is where are they going to charge these batteries? (laughs) Yes. If, if we can uh, supply enough charging station, sign me up. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna buy all electric trucks. What about like, I mean, like even like the thing with like the Tesla trucks that have been that have been, um, you know, kind of popular recently. Like their range is four hundred miles. Like four hundred miles is nothing. Like I, I, our local drivers that drive around here in Bowling Green probably do four hundred yeah. miles a day. I agree. Like you I know agree. what I mean. Yes. And four hundred miles, and it takes like eight hours to charge the battery. With our trucks, it's. How, how how many how many gallons fit in it like 200 gallons it's, it gets like six or seven so you get anywhere from 14 from 1200 to 1400 miles on a single gas on a single refuel of the two tanks and it takes 20 minutes to fill them up you know what i mean so it's it's just not it's just not um practical right now to it's go all electric for for right now. for trucks and then the thing i see all the time is i see all these you know when when tesla was marketing the trucks they're like never break down you don't have any maintenance costs or anything and now i see like four or five pepsi or frito-lays tesla trucks that are that are you know parked on Fritos. the yeah the frito-lay i think it was only pepsi and frito-lay that put in order for the pet for the tesla trucks i haven't seen any other tesla trucks but I think they're. I think they're just the. Uh, so are the Tesla trucks? Are they driving on the road? Yeah, by themselves. No, 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 no. I think electric. I think they're just electric, but. Yeah. 
the the way that Tesla's going right now, they're probably coming out like one a day. Tesla's definitely falling off. Sorry, Elon. And speaking of electricity, the California zero emissions law. How 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 is that going to play into? Yeah, I don't know. California is just going to have to like secede from the rest of the country. They're not going to let any trucks in. Like, how are they going to? I don't know. You, you're right. Like, how is one state going to have zero emissions and then all these other states around it that supply it with goods and services and all this stuff is going to be, you know, not zero emission. It's just California being California. The, the way I see it, like the air circulates around yeah there. right right <laughs> <laughs> like what does california do is it like that's not gonna be california air right it's nevada air actually yes and then the california air is just gonna drift over to japan so japan is just gonna get all the, all the good air <laughs> actually the way that the air is set up it it's shifting towards us in oh right right so we're gonna yeah, get california's air thank yes. you california Eventually. california <laughs> gets it. the ocean air already like they're fine yeah literally yeah. They can get over it. They yes. can get over it. I think they are just trying to teach us how we all should be doing. Yeah, they're just... Fetch is never going to happen, California. But is it... It's in the next 30 years or is it by 2030? I think it's by 2030. I think that's all we got for today. Alala, you have anything else for Mrs. Our mom? <laughs> <laughs> Alala. I think that's oh, yeah, it I, for today. I got to stop calling her Alala. I, I call her that, but roll tide. It's okay. Alala is cute. <laughs> Bye. Okay, thank you for joining us, Mom. You're welcome. See you next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. We started this podcast because we love what we do and love getting to showcase the Taz brand. If you enjoyed what you heard, subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts or follow us on Instagram at Taz Trucking.